Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, we'll start the show here in just a second. But first, with the catastrophic rise in COVID cases this winter, we're all once again scrambling to buy our N95 masks to keep ourselves safe until the vaccines arrive. If you don't want to keep buying box after box of masks, masks that should go to frontline responders, I've got a solution for you. Castlegrade.com masks are reusable, they're FDA registered, and they're easy to clean and washing machines safe. Also, bonus... It won't fog up your glasses either. That's a big deal. These are the state-of-the-art in mask design and perfect for the hopefully final months of COVID. Visit castlegrade.com, enter the discount code Stephanie at checkout for 10% off your first order. Link in the description under this show at bobseska.com. That's castlegrade.com and use the code Stephanie for 10% off. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All they said was if George Bandy needs help, we're here to help him. Oh, well, Mara, Mara, I never realized I had so many friends. And, and a, a man who, who has a friend is a rich man. That's what Clarence said. My golly, he was right. right. That's right, Eddie Money, wishing everybody a very hey. happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> it was the Money Man. That's right, Eddie Money. And you, in case you thought it was a different Money Man, everybody have a, a safe and happy New Year. <laughs> 
I get requests for that every year, so I got to play it. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, December 17, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 1,428 of the Trump crisis, 33 days until Inauguration Day. So, here come the Goth Ninjas! It is David T-Rex Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report, and uh, from uh, Astral Summer, too. That's his music project, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Also, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. From dash the dash bunker.com, also sexyliberal.com, along with all the other Sexy Liberal Podcast Network programs. It is your uh, podcasting superstation, my son. So here we are at the uh, end of the year. This is our last Thursday show. Well, technically, it's not our last Thursday show. It's our last Thursday show before the holidays, but... We are coming back for a uh, a big New Year's Eve show on the thirty first. So we're going to be here in two ask, weeks. Bob, yeah, where did you get a six foot five elf costume? <laughs> <laughs> the pointy hat is just priceless. I, I mean, borrowed it from uh, Will Ferrell, in fact, because oh, you know, gotcha. Rankin Bass are suing both of us for uh, copyright infringement. <laughs> Didn't that that happen? I saw that they're doing that. Uh, documentary series on Netflix called The uh, the Movies That Made Us, and they did an episode about Elf, and I learned that Rankin Bass were pissed off that John Favreau and Will Ferrell stole the uh, the look of the Rankin Bass rain- <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoon. So they sued <laughs> the producers of Elf. I assumed it was a tribute, but I guess... Yeah, I thought it was more of an homage. Exactly. Well, that's the justification for it, and I think that's a fair justification, but Rankin-Bass, no, 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 no. So, holly jolly, they are definitely not. And, of course, you know, we always bring this up, uh, Eddie Money. For some reason, this show and Eddie Money and the holidays have somehow become synonymous. I'm not sure exactly why, but people love this. It's the Money Man. That's right. Eddie Money. Wishing everybody a very happy holiday. Happy it's holiday. A Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, yeah. and everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. Safe and safe. wonderful new year. Safe. <laughs> And I love how he has to name all of the various holidays that compose the holidays. So thank you for that, <laughs> money man. That's right, Eddie Money. All right. So uh, as I said, last Thursday show until December 31, where we're going to reconvene here and do a New Year's Eve show. I think David's going to perform some live music for us. And that's about all we have planned so far. <laughs> I thought I was going to drink mimosas and get drunk. Oh, yes, that's right. Jody is going to drunk podcast is what she's going to oh, do. It's, oh, please, go back to my old shows. You will hear a lot of drunk <laughs> podcasting. Okay, I'm looking forward to that, too. But I assure you, sometime between now and the 31st, we'll plan some things to do other than <laughs> Jody drinking and David singing. So uh, it'll be a <laughs> lot more. enough? Yeah, I think, you know what? It's going to be about nah, 10.30 in the morning on the 31st. I'll be like... Okay, what are we doing today? <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> what we're going to do for today's show. But um, before we get into any politics here, today I know two people who have been tested positive for COVID. Uh, Chris Lavoy from the Stephanie Miller Show tested positive. And yeah. so Chris is apparently doing okay. I mean, he says he's doing yeah. fine. I think he's asymptomatic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, I don't think anyone probably else... doesn't hurt that he's built like a fucking bank vault. That guy. I mean... Yeah, there's that too. There's the absolutely. I mean, if, as I wrote on Twitter, if anyone can power, is probably like, I don't have the ambition for this project. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, nope, sorry. And as I keep saying, those of you who watch Stephanie Miller's show on Free Speech TV, 
you're not getting a real sense in terms of how just how huge Chris Lavoie actually is until he you can, see him in prison. She's not kidding. He can lift a Buick. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just so everybody knows, um, Chris, Travis, Sean, and Jess, who are in the room with Stephanie, yeah. have been wearing masks for months now mm-hmm. in studio. Yeah. So the likelihood of Stephanie getting it, Sean and Krista were tested negative. Good. Travis, Jess, and Stephanie are waiting for their test results. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stephanie is also getting retested today. So is Chris. Um, the timing so, couldn't, the, the timing couldn't be worse. Stephanie. Yeah. We must. Well, <laughs> she's she has, like Baby Yoda. Yeah. Well, we kind of, <laughs> for a bunch of reasons, though. I mean, she's she's the show. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, she, she wants to go see and needs to go see her mom. Yeah. And so, this is just like the weirdest wrench. But the fact that, that everybody's been wearing masks for longer than Chris would have had this yeah, exactly. Uh, diagnosis. It, it bodes well for Stephanie. Obviously, Sean's in the room with Chris too, and he doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Krista is in another room, but they all, you know, they're they're in the same space ish. Yeah, um, yeah. And so two have tested negative. Uh, Travis, uh, Stephanie, and Jess are expecting the results today. Stephanie's getting retested today. So is Chris. Mm-hmm. If Stephanie gets two negative test results, then she is going to go, you know, hermetically sealed in like. The, a John Travolta boy in the plastic <laughs> bubble, bubble outfit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, boy in the plastic bubble outfit mm-hmm. and fly across country. And then she's getting tested again in North Carolina before she sees her mother. Good. Because um, her mom is is down to 80 pounds. I mean, Stephanie's saying this on, on her show, so I'm not talking out of school mm-hmm. here. Um, and her Alzheimer's is getting worse. Yeah. And her birthday is next month. She will be 98, but it's... Stephanie needs to go. Yeah. Well, it's so not far from me, but yeah, yeah. I, it's, I don't want to like bring my germs into their bubble. It's the it's <laughs> yeah. the worst possible time to have an aging yeah. parent. I mean, my God, the the stress, the pressure mm-hmm. of of having to deal with not only a pandemic but a parent who you can't see because right. of the pandemic. So it's exponentially bad, and they all are super aware. I mean, Chris mm-hmm. has been super careful. I know Stephanie Absolutely. has been super They've all been super careful. And yet it infiltrates anyway. I mean, that's the, I hate to put it this way, but that's the strength of the virus itself. Oh, it manages yeah. to get everywhere. It's like when you get a uh, Christmas card and it's loaded with glitter. Well, that, that glitter, even if it's just a little bit on the cover of the card. Never that, send me one of those, ever. <laughs> it gets everywhere. And you know what? Oh my God, Jody! I think I did. Yeah, <laughs> I think you did. I did. I think you did. Card with glitter in it. You did. It wasn't oh, too shit. bad. I mean, I have worse glitter eyeshadow, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I can always tell that my niece has been in my house when I find random flecks of glitter. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she's like ten years old, and she is this blur of color and motion and joy. I mean, she's an amazing kid, so yeah, a little yeah. glitter is fine. Well, meanwhile, uh, on top of Chris Lavoy testing positive, Kimberly's brother officially tested positive, too. And I think he has some symptoms. He's not hospitalized or anything like that. I think they're more mild symptoms so far. So it's, you know, fingers crossed there, too. But he has a, a young daughter. He has a wife. And they're all... 
of course, locked in their homes now. And uh, at this point, I don't think his daughter or his wife have it yet, but he definitely does. And so, you know, it's just, uh, it's all around. It's all around. And, you know, I was remembering back to the previous recession and how much pressure that was. And you throw that on top of everything else where you've got the virus itself, and the fear that's around that, the safety protocols and so on that surround all of that, the things that we've been doing for the past year. Then you've, if you've got an aging parent like Stephanie does, makes it even worse. Then you've got the economy on top of that. And how anyone, like Lindsey Graham yesterday or maybe it was earlier this morning, said something to the effect of Donald Trump's first term was a home run. Trump is a fucking idiot. For what? Who? I fucking can't For believe. For fucking who? Putin? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. For Donald Trump, maybe. I don't know. Because maybe. It's, it's, it was good for people that needed a tax break, you know, like Jeff Bezos. Exactly oh, right. For fuck's sake. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, whose wife, that, whose ex wife, by the way, has donated $4.1 billion in the last four months for people that need help during this pandemic. Not that she has to, mm-hmm. but she's awesome. Well, uh, fucking hell. Uh, God damn. Her what? ex-husband could do the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is one of the things. Like, my town has had pretty serious mask compliance. Mm-hmm. But the counties all around us have not because they're Republican counties. And, mm-hmm. um, like, they don't have hospitals. So they use our hospital. Right. And they don't. I mean, and they do a lot of their, like, Christmas shopping and stuff here. And so, like, people in retail are getting infected. It's just... <sighs> yeah, I know. It's I know. Such a scary time. And, you know, there are so many people who are just like, whee, it's over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who it's the not. fuck is saying that. I guess the Red Hats are saying that. And they have been saying that for the past year. I mean, I went off on John saying show last night. I mean, I got really fired up thinking about what we failed to do in this country. I mean, yeah. when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor... We mobilized in this country where everyone chipped in, everyone sacrificed. We spiked the deficit. We spiked the national debt because we mobilized a fighting force that was up to that point unseen in human civilization. And we did that basically overnight because we all decided, look, this is a threat. Imperial Japanese They're a threat. The Nazi Germany is a threat. We have to push them back now. And so we all have to do our duty as Americans to pitch in and help that war effort. That's what happens when American greatness really shines through. But now we're just 20 years before that in 1918, we did the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly. Same mistakes that we're making in this pandemic. Woodrow Wilson was, was suppressed information about influenza in the national press Mm -hmm. and people were just terrified they had no idea what was going on it was just this like well uh, well, to an extent we did the same kind of thing in the 1930s we ignored the rise of nazism in in europe and we just said well we're going isolationist again that's why i i get really offended when people jump into my mentions on twitter and go oh bob you should ignore the trumpers just ignore them and they'll go away they'll disappear magically and i go yes just like the nazis did in 1930 when we ignore them in the 1930s i mean this is fucking insane myopia when it comes to this sort of thing when there is a threat in this country we confront that threat and when it comes to a pandemic that's a big threat and what we did instead of confronting that threat we sacrificed for five minutes and then went fuck it we're done and that's uh, a, but yeah. we got to remember though that the, the trump administration with these email dumps yeah <laughs> and these internal memo dumps dumps 
didn't they're dumps. Uh they were actively trying to get people infected. Actively trying to kill yes. us. They were they those motherfuckers. I fucking I lost four fucking people that I know to this fucking disease. Mm-hmm. Now Chris has it. Now your your girlfriend's brother has it. Yeah. I'm fucking tired of this shit. Had Hillary Clinton been in office and lost 50,000 Americans, the Benghazi trials would have been looking like nothing. Yeah. But this motherfucker killed at least 210,000 people by his malfeasance and he's mm-hmm. not being held accountable and it's fucking pissing me off and more people voted for him now than they did in 2016. <gasps> it was a home run, Jody. <laughs> it was a home run. We just can't do it because you know why? Because 74 million people in this country and again, when I say we couldn't do it, what I really mean is you know who I'm talking about here. You yeah, know, the the know. disciples yeah. of Donald Trump. And you know what? There are some people who are not disciples of Donald Trump who were shirking the protocols. There's no doubt Absolutely. about that, too. But the lion's share of the risk that was being taken, the lion's share of the reason, I mean, all you got to do is look at the Midwest and see the consequences of fucking Sturgis all over North Dakota, South Dakota, the entire upper Midwest of especially. And it's because of these red hats who decided, you know what? We're too fucking self-indulgent. We're big babies that can't stand to do the job that we need to do as Americans. <laughs> and likewise, members of the Congressional Republicans shirked their duty as well. Because from yep. the very start of this, beginning in March, we should have been paying people to stay home and paying businesses to remain closed yep. for a period of time until the rate of infection was down, until the, the curve was entirely flattened. And then we can go party and be frivolous and be stupid. We can have our pool parties and we can go to the clubs again and so on. On. But that never happened because Donald Trump was desperate to be reelected. And so he prioritized the Dow Jones industrial average as his main focus. And yet he lost anyway. All of this sacrifice to get Donald Trump reelected, and he lost anyway. I mean, yep. certainly that's a positive thing, the fact that he lost. But when you compare it to the price tag, of the attempt to win, mm-hmm. it is just breathtakingly awful. And how anyone could praise this administration as somehow hitting a home run is <laughs> not only the worst thing in the world, but it's just, it's utterly counterfactual. It's utterly moronic. What, what, I mean, what is the, I mean, what was their signature legislative achievement besides tax cuts? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Oh, deregulation. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. No, no, deregulation. Mm. Yeah, well, there was lots of that. Right, right. So, yeah, deregulation at a time when we actually... We've already had the first wave of children's brain tumors as a result of that. You know that, right? Yep, yep, (laughs) absolutely. So their goal, the White House goal, the HHS goal was, we want them infected, they said. We Mm -hmm. want them infected. I mean, it's in a... Them. It's an official document here. This is uh, Senior Advisor Paul Alexander. He's a uh, Trump administration appointee at the Department of Health and Human Services, and he was privately strategizing with other top administration officials as far back as June 2020 about pursuing herd immunity. It doesn't even work for coyotes. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. it's just... <laughs> It's lazy, Uh, it's self-indulgent, it's, oh, God. I mean, every possible pejorative you could slip into that uh, equation. And we've never successfully had natural herd immunity without killing millions of 
fucking people. So fuck him. Dr. Alexander explicitly endorsed allowing the disease to spread widely among infants, kids, teens, young people, young adults, middle-aged with no conditions, etc. He said, we use them to develop herd. We want them to be infected. And uh, the views expressed in these private communications were later echoed by President Trump and other officials, raising the serious possibility that key administration officials have pursued a deliberate or reckless policy of allowing Americans to be infected with the coronavirus. Reckless is a great word. Irresponsible is another word that could go in that place. I mean, brutally irresponsible. Yeah, craven. Thank you. That's an even better one. So this is, uh, I'm reading now from a uh, a letter by the... uh, coronavirus crisis subcommittee did you you know there there was one in the house there's an actual subcommittee now on the coronavirus crisis i didn't know that but there actually is so didn't ron uh, johnson dedicate their session the other day to like investigating vote fraud or something yes yeah that well that happened yesterday there were a bunch of hearings yesterday that were gigantic laughable failures i mean chris krebs let uh, ron johnson have it and rightfully so even Chris Christie is like, fuck this. I got to wear a mask. Everyone should be wearing yeah. a mask. I fucked up. Here's a, here's Chris Christie talking about his, uh, well, this is his mea culpa. I mean, it's a little late, but he's doing it. Yeah. This message isn't for everyone. It's for all those people who refuse to wear a mask. You know, lying in isolation in ICU for seven days, I thought about how wrong I was to remove my mask at the White House. Today, I think about how wrong it is to let mask wearing divide us, especially as we now know you're twice as likely to get COVID-19 if you don't wear a mask. Because if you don't do the right thing, we could all end up on the wrong side of history. Please wear a mask. Well, you know, at least he said, I fucked up. I mean, he didn't use that word, obviously, because that's apparently you're not allowed to it's say that It's a little that late to worry Marco about Rubio's the right side of history. Marco Rubio very upset about that. Yeah, <laughs> What's that, David? I said it's a little late to worry about the right side of history, buddy. Yeah, I, I mean, know. This this whole administration and the Republican Party in general, it's like a fucking bed bug, bed bug infestation that won't die. Yeah, yeah. Well, like this if is bed bugs could whine that it's unfair that they're being exterminated. You know, it's just like I mean, my theory ongoing has been that these people will only learn once they've been burned yeah. by fire. And Chris Christie has been burned by fire. He was in uh, an ICU with a tube down his throat. Wasn't he intubated? Or he was at least on a ventilator, I, on, I recall. A, a respirator, maybe. A respirator. Not a ven- yeah, oxygen, maybe, and, and but not. I don't think he was intubated. Right. And that would be a ventilator. But nevertheless, he was burned by the virus, and, uh, and only then has recanted and said, okay, now we all need to wear a mask. I mean, that is the lesson illustrated here that, I mean, some of them don't even learn then. I mean, when they're in the ICU and the mm-hmm. tube's going down their throat, they're still like, this is a Chinese hoax. Mm-hmm. And they're lost. They're never coming back. I mean, not in terms of dying necessarily. I mean, they're lost ideologically. They're lost as a component of the American population. They're just done. Obviously, uh, they need to uh, grab the, the hot stove before they go, ow, it's burning. Unfucking believable. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Chris Christie also uh, produced a second video, and it went like, "It's the money man." That's right. Oh, wait, that's money. Not everybody a very happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year. <laughs> that wasn't Chris Christie. <laughs> safe. For safe. For safe. For safe. Have a for safe and wonderful New Year. Can you hear the cocaine in my voice? It's lots of cocaine. Uh, God rest okay. his soul. <laughs> so, meanwhile, uh, Mike Pompeo has been quarantined. Uh, because yeah. after nobody came to his party, 
Which, I mean, yeah. you, you have a 980-person invite list and only 70 RSVP and fewer than that show up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This party is a bust, officially. I just, the, but the, I mean, uh, the the flagrant disregard, just like, oh, it's Christmas. Let's have some big pageanty parties because we're mm-hmm. the fucking decadent elite fall of Rome rich. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And that guy thinks he's going to be on the, somehow getting a presidential bid in 2024. <laughs> like Pompeo, really? He thinks he's going. Yeah. You think he's running? No, he's. T- I've been hearing like rumblings about that from different people. That that's like you know in his plans. He's planning on setting himself up for a 2024 run. Oh my oh, god! Please. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. here here we go because it's. Uh, I guess Mike Pompeo's looking at the White House. Um, uh, Ivanka mm-hmm. is looking at the U.S. Senate out of Florida, I believe. So I guess. She and a, I will say she and a very nice prisons in Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. She'll too. do just fine. And uh, mm-hmm. who else? Lara Trump is looking at us a, a U.S. Senate run out of North Carolina. <laughs> They'll all be in prison, is what I'm hoping. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that is fun. fun. And we joke about we're laughing about it now, but it's serious fucking business. These people cannot be allowed to continue to infiltrate our government. No. This is what we need to do moving forward. Yep. This is the top priority. Block Trumpism from expanding and indeed try to do whatever we can to push it back and to contain it and to at least marginalize it so they're not dicking around with uh, you know the rest of the country. And so to that effect... Um, you know who's become a Democrat now is Steve Schmidt. I think he was a Republican and then left the Republican Party and then was just in no man's land. He was just maybe an independent or something like that. And now he's officially registered as a Democrat. And I have to say, I called it. I predicted this uh, the day before it happened. I called this on Kimberly's show on Monday, I believe it was, this week. Because remember, Steve Schmidt was making an overture to AOC, which I thought was valuable. What you have to do with this gigantic Biden coalition is you have to bind it all together. We have to make sure that we're as unified as we can be, given the size of this tent now. So he made this overture to AOC, and I was like, you know what he's doing? He's getting ready to uh, look for work inside the Democratic Party. That's what Mm -hmm. he's doing. This is my cynical evaluation of that move. And it turns out kind of to be the right one. So parties, I mean, this is a time in Washington when everybody like turns the signs around, you know, and I mean, it's it's, there's a big changing of the guard in the Capitol when Mm -hmm. this happens every four, you know, when we change presidential administrations. And yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean. You're, you've got a he's a political consultant that's his job and he's gonna have to work for somebody and I wouldn't under you know you couldn't pay me to work for the Republican Party right now mm-hmm. it's I mean it's just like okay we're gonna sell your soul and your dear firstborn child and you, you, then you can have whatever you want it's just well yeah I mean I like to think that all of these Republicans who are now in exile from their party self-imposed exile and and rightfully so uh, Bill Crystal David from the Lincoln Project guys on down the list I think maybe they're now realizing that, oh, yeah, that's right. The Democrats, we were wrong about them all this time. They are the grownups in the political conversation in this country. They're not perfect, but they're as close to being patriots uh, as is humanly possible. These are the people who, I guess, oh my God, they've been right about all these issues and responsible yeah. for some of the best That's things what I mean this country has ever done. It's a little late to get on the right side of history with, I mean, so many different issues. Yeah. Well, Labor it's, rights, it, civil rights, women's rights, but go on. Yeah, well, it's, it's never too late, as long as they're penitent. I mean, that's the most important thing as far as I'm concerned. As long as they recognize that the Republican Party that they were part of was twisted and 
and ridiculous and dangerous and all the rest of it to the point where all of those things snowballed on top of each other to form this Donald Trump horror show that we've all been enduring for the last mm-hmm. four years. And I think that most of them have recognized that to one extent or another. I think Steve Schmidt, I mean, committing to being a Democrat is a big deal. I think it's the first time I've seen okay. a, uh, a never-Trumper actually register as a Democrat. I mean, most of right. them have left the Republican Party, of course, and have registered as independents or no party affiliation or whatever, but Steve Schmidt's the only one who's actually committed to being a Democrat, which is maybe the first of many. We'll see how that plays out. What were you going to say, David? I don't feel like we can underestimate the role of Nicole Wallace in all this as yeah. far as someone who has gracefully you know, backed away from the Republican Party, mm-hmm. exposed its foibles and you know I was about to say a second ago that I think my husband has a crush on Steve Schmidt really he's like he always like leans over and turns it up with Steve Schmidt I think he likes his voice I don't know but um Kimberly and I have been doing dueling Steve Schmidt voices lately (laughs) where we each do like a Steve Schmidt rant and try to one-up each other maybe we'll do it on the show tomorrow well we've done it recently I need to hear this I need to hear this. Well, all you got to do is you got to talk like this and you got to say Donald (laughs) Trump. Donald Trump is a question of morality in America. (laughs) Donald Trump is the most illiberal president in the history of the republic. And you got to go utter, utter republic. Is he from Boston? No, I think, you know what? I got it. I want to say he's from... uh, Pennsylvania or New Jersey or something like that. I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. He's certainly a, a, that's a Northeast accent if I've ever heard one. The one he's got. It's not quite yeah. Baltimore, but it's somewhere up there. But uh, nevertheless, so we welcome uh, Steve Schmidt. I'd rather have Steve Schmidt playing on our team <laughs> than yeah. the other guys. I mean, Fact. let's let's Fact. Be, Despite the fact that he's a Democrat, he's still a one-issue voter, and that's in support of whoever supports democracy, which seems to be the Democratic Party is the only game in town when it comes to that anymore. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's crazy. I, yeah. Well, I, I mean, never we're... really, I never thought I would see the day though when not just a presidential candidate, but the majority of his party would want, would just petulantly reject the results of an election. Right. Okay, well, we've got more show coming up here in just a second. But first, if something is interfering in your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, I've got the solution for you. It's called BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, seeks to provide professional help with ease. You'll never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. They assess your needs with a few questions and match you with a licensed professional board-certified therapist. Start communicating in under 24 hours, connecting in a safe, private online environment. Send a message to your counselor and receive a timely response. Schedule weekly video or phone phone sessions, whatever you're most comfortable with. Anything you share is going to be confidential. And if you want to try a new therapist, it's simple and easy to switch. BetterHelp says they're more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available too. Start living a happier life today. You'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health by going to betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal and receive 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal thank you watch out something's coming something's coming what it's christmas the bob seska show
Yeah, this is uh, the Gypsy Moths, brand new Christmas song by these guys. Uh, it's called Come On to the Christmas Party. Aw, oh, man. Yeah. It's, uh, miss- at Christmas parties, we're really, I mean, as stressful as the season usually is, the parties were, I mean, Athens, Georgia, like, restaurant Christmas parties are legendary. Yeah, for, like, yeah. Being sensory deprivation tanks, like <laughs> people. I mean, oh man. Well, this the, is uh, yeah. this is originally recorded by the Jay Giles Band under the pseudonym The Snowballs, oh. and uh, produced yeah. exclusively for legendary Boston FM rock station WBCN, and broadcast only once on Christmas Day of 1980. So those guys from Jay Giles Band recorded the song and only played it on the radio once, and that was way back 40 years ago. My God. The band brought the tape to the station for broadcast and subsequently left the building with the tape. The young gypsy moths were listening intently, as rabid Jay Giles and BCN fans, took the song for a few rides on their sleigh and brought it back under the mistletoe. So, there you go. Uh, Thegypsymoths.bandcamp.com is the website to support those guys, including this song. You can download this song right there on their Bandcamp page. I gotta, I gotta brag on that trailer, but that little, it, something's coming. It's oh, yeah. herpes. It's a tingle. It's funny because it's true. I've got all these uh, old timey jingles. I, I had a, an entire collection of LPs from like the 1940s and 50s that were used nice. on radio stations, and that was one of them. It's one of the from one of the uh, many LPs with the big band shit on there, and it just it sounds great. It sounds like Christmas. What it sounds like it should be coming from one of those old stand up wooden radios that are in the corner of the room that they listen oh, to yeah. on, in a Christmas story, you know. <laughs> They listen to Little Orphan Annie on those big, big stand-up radios. So, uh, moving on here. Oh, let's see. Uh, this was really fun. You know, Peter Serafinowicz is one of my favorite uh, comedians. He plays that. Uh, this That's one a co- lot of syllables. Yeah, Peter, Peter Serafinowicz. Serafinowicz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he uh, he had his own show for a while, his own comedy sketch show. He was he played the Tick for a period of time. The that uh, comic book character yeah. and Spoon. Uh, Oh yeah, just endlessly hilarious. He's been doing sassy Trump for since the beginning of the Trump administration, <laughs> which has been hysterical. So Peter Serafinowicz got together with Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and Yay. they made this unbelievable. Have you heard this? Have you guys heard this yet? Mm-mm. They made no, this- but I'm sure it's brilliant. <laughs> yes, they not only made this uh, recording of Peter Serafinowicz doing his Donald Trump voice. But they made a uh, deep fakes of Trump wearing, you know, like a Christmas sweater and a stupid Christmas hat. And he's got a storybook out. And it, oh my God, the deep fakes technology is insanely good. It is Donald Trump doing all of this. It looks flawless. And I, you know, I come from a, in, in a very minor way, I come from sort of an animation visual effects background. And so I have a kind of an eye for this shit. When it's bad, it's bad. And you can tell it's got the uncanny valley thing. You can see the glitches in the processing. Yeah. But with deep fakes, man, it is seamless. When it's done right, it is utterly seamless. So when you see the video itself, and we're, we're going to play the audio uh, here, but when you see the video itself, it's even funnier because it looks like they got Donald Trump to do this whole thing. <laughs> it's amazing to look at and a little bit, and I felt this way from the first time I heard about deepfakes, 
it's amazing and a little bit terrifying because you you mm-hmm. see the comedic potential for good <laughs> in it, but then you also see the possibility of it being abused for nefarious purposes at the same time. But this is uh, endlessly entertaining. This is, again, Peter Serafinowicz doing uh, Donald Trump, and I think this was written by Trey Parker and uh, Matt Stone, of course, the uh, the South Park guys. Here we go. This is the money man. That's wait, right. Wait, what the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. I keep playing the wrong tape. Merry Christmas. A happy I've Hanukkah. heard this before. And everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to do that for the rest of the show. Thank you very much. Uh, okay, <laughs> here's here's the actual tape of Peter Serafinowicz doing uh, uh, this uh, reading of this Christmas story that if you pay attention to the words in the Christmas story, you kind of get a sense of what he's... He's talking about the election. You're watching Channel 9, Cheyenne, Wyoming. We interrupt our normal programming for coverage of the presidential address live from the White House. Hi, kids. I'm... Donald Trump, your president, and I'm going to read you a story. It's a very special story about a very special reindeer. Once upon a time, in the forest, there was a little reindeer. All the reindeers agreed he was the best reindeer out of all the reindeers. The next day, a grumpy old sleepy-eyed reindeer came into town and started saying, you know the reindeer who's awesome? You know what? He's not He's not awesome. <laughs> but he is awesome. Every All the reindeers said, but he's awesome. I think that we should have an election. I mean, like a vote to see who is the best out of all the reindeers. Why do we need an election? We don't need an election. Everyone knows I'm the best. The forest has never been better. But he demanded an election. So they went to the North Pole and asked Santa. And he said, Oh, oh, oh. what is it, my reindeers? Santa is a little busy. It is the run-up to Christmas, after all. (laughs) Said Santa. The mean, sleepy-eyed reindeer walked up to Santa and said, I want an election. I want to prove that I'm better than this guy who thinks he's the best. I am the best, and everybody knows I'm the best. And Santa looked up from the toys that he was painting and said, What silliness is this? An election? In the run-up to Christmas? Anyway, everybody knows he's the best reindeer, said Santa, chuckling. I want an election. The cool, awesome reindeer said, okay, I agree, we'll do it. But only if you can promise that it's not rigged and it's not a fix. And the big day came in the forest and the election happened. People started, they started cheating. The numbers changed. 300,000 in just Pennsylvania. And that's Dominion. And who owns shares in the company, Dominion? And they say, he won. he's won. He won the election, and he did not win the election. <laughs> he didn't win because they cheated. <laughs> and they, I, I fought an honest election. 
And do you know what happened to the little reindeer? He died. <laughs> and they all cheered his death. It was so sad. Nobody knew what happiness was anymore. And there was no Christmas ever again. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part is he died. Little reindeer died. <laughs> he died. <laughs> if only. I've been noticing that since the very beginning. Donald Trump is obsessed with stories about death. Remember when he first learned about Andrew Jackson's wife? And he, right. someone must have whispered in his ears, yeah, Andrew Jackson's wife died and, and while he was in office. And she, The thing I remember about Andrew Jackson is his wife, she died. She died. And he was just like lingering on the fact that Andrew Jackson's wife was dead at some point. Oh, my God. What a morbid guy. But anyway, that's uh, that was really hilarious. So yeah. his post-presidency, I mean, he I, people keep talking about how he's going to be this power broker in the Republican no. Party and bloody no. blah. And I just I agree with Michael Be- Beschloss, who is a presidential historian yes. who you see on MSNBC. He was like, he's going to be shocked at how swiftly irrelevancy descends on the post-president. I hope so. Um, I hope so, because I think, uh, and this has been my theory, I've been talking about this all week, I think he's going to try to uh, like be some kind of shadow president. He's going to co- kind of comport himself as being the president of the Red Hats. Uh, if the press leaves him alone, it yeah. won't happen. If they go for it, then... It's problematic, and it's up to the fucking press, the mainstream press, not us. We're not going to well, fuck him. As soon as he's off fucking Twitter, thank you, Twitter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I'm I not. Mean, I don't care. You know, but if the if if did MSNBC you see at Mar-a-Lago or, the city? I mean, the, the the city of Palm Beach is like trying to keep him from yes, moving there. Yep. A- like, apparently, you, they've removed the helicopter pad at Mar-a-Lago, so oh. there's that. Oh, they did. Wow. That's what's being reported. I don't know if it's accurate. It's just being reported. So, we'll so the so the, so the townspeople of Palm Beach removed the helicopter. Well, I think that, that landing that pad. Basically, they're like, "Fuck this guy!" You know, they're suing to, for him not to make it a residence. He has nowhere else to go but Moscow or Siberia. I just wanted to be like the jerk. Yeah, yeah. Steve Martin's walking around with his pants around his ankles. With the I got all palette. I need. I have this lamp and shithead ran away. But whatever. <laughs> well, he exactly. uh, apparently back in what 1992 or 1993, Donald Trump signed a document saying that he will never live at Mar-a-Lago. He would never make Mar-a-Lago his permanent, his personal residence as long as because he needed to get a permit to make it into a public resort. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love shit like this. This is what needs to be happening. I mean, this has the bonus feature of his, his ridiculous EKG signature on a piece of paper saying that he's not going to live in a certain place. But this is what we need to be doing as a society. We need to be shunning these people. We need to be locking them out of mainstream society. They cannot function. They have proved they're incapable of functioning in decent society. They are a disaster waiting to happen. An yep. utter fucking disaster. And you know, uh, I've I'm, suddenly got Cinder Man by Nina Simone running through my head. <laughs> Cinder Man, <laughs> where you gonna run to? Yeah, Cinnamon well, Man. I know her daughter. Yeah, you know, uh, Fugel Sang last night said something to the effect of, oh, no, not last. Yeah, it was last night. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I'm losing track of the days. No, yes. it's weird. The time is doing a weird telescoping thing these days. It is, especially for me. I don't know what's going on in my head right now. Senioritis. But it's I, senioritis. That's exactly right. Senior slump. That's what I'm in right mm-hmm. now. But uh, John was saying last night on his show on Sirius XM, uh, the, you know, in other countries, you know what they do to tyrants like Donald Trump? They're not as genteel 
as we are mm, here. True. Uh, thank goodness for Donald Trump, we're a more civil society, and we are not going to be stringing up the tyrants. But no. what we can do is make sure that they cannot not ever, function ever. in society. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that's not that's not how we operate. Here. Ever, I mean, ever. Nah, nah, that's not not what we do. But you know what? <laughs> the fact remains that we can still do things to make sure that they are permanently marginalized, and I think we need mm-hmm. to do that. Whether that's yep. blocking Ivanka Trump from running for Senate, blocking Lara Trump from running for Senate, blocking Donald Trump from running again in twenty twenty four, blocking all. All of these people, whether it's Mike Pompeo, whether it's Kaylee McEnany, whether it's Kellyanne Conway's multi-million dollar book deal, you shall not pass. We need to pull a Gandalf mm-hmm. and put our fucking scepters down and go, you know what? You cannot operate in decent society. You have been responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths. You have been responsible for uh, human rights violations. The chances they have taken, the risks they have taken to backstop Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been trying to steal the election since April of 2019. At least since April of 2019. He has been trying to usurp democracy. And that doesn't even take into consideration what he did in 2016 and thereafter. But I mean, in, in April of 2019... They started a plot with Ukraine to undermine Joe Biden and interfere in the election. And then uh, from there, you know, we've seen what's happened since the election. And here we are. See, here even we are. if we may have a more genteel federal system and we may treat former presidents at the federal level with kid gloves. Yeah. I feel like state and municipal prosecutors in Florida and New York and Virginia are all have had, you know, this whole, you know, the administration's had this whole, like, talk to the hand attitude yeah, to the, yeah. toward the, you know, like this, and they're pissed. Mm-hmm. And they, the wolves are at the door on this. The indictments are ready to go in some cases. And so yeah. I feel like we may get conciliatory noises from the federal level from, like, President Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I, I feel like people like the New York State prosecutor, Letitia James, and just various people who are just like, we are not going to be denied justice. Right, right. This is not an autocracy. This is not an oligarchy. They do not get to break the laws with impunity. And I, I just feel like and I feel like we get discouraged when we see the semaphoring from up top about like we're like we want to reconcile and move on. But I think that those people know that there are people right under them at the state level that are going to just be like a fucking bunch of piranhas when these people come off. The idea is to uh, isolate them as much as possible. And so what they do within their own little sandbox, fine with me. If Donald Trump wants to continue his cynical cash grab, which he's clearly doing, fine. You can take all the suckers. They're welcome to give all their fucking money in the midst of a gigantic recession during the holidays. Fine. Give all your money to Donald Trump and let him buy gigantic paintings of himself with it. But they are all being duped. They're all being screwed. I mean, it started, uh, what, a, a couple of weeks ago where Donald Trump was soliciting money on his website to help with his legal effort. And instead of actually using that money for his legal effort, it's all going into Save America PAC, which is basically now Donald Trump. Now he's asking for people to donate to the Leffler and um, whatever his name and is. And he's taking Purdue. Yeah. And it's going straight into his pockets. And yeah. the Georgia is- GOP is such a bunch of whipped dogs. They are still like yapping at his heels, like being, please give us that money. And it's just like, you suckers. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the, acronym, the acronym for Save America PAC is SAP. SAP. Perfect. I love that. I, and I wonder if that was deliberate. 
Because again, I'm sure it was. Donald Trump's the kind of guy who does shit like that just to see if yeah. anyone will notice. You know, he's yeah. he's just a no, fucker. No, he's a like marketer. That. He's yeah. a marketer. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. That's he's good at marketing, <laughs> so, and that's about it. Yeah. So as David was saying, all these uh, emails are going out. These Trump campaign emails saying, "Hey, let's all help out uh, Kelly Leffler and, and David, Perdue. David Perdue. Let's get, give money, save the Georgia uh, runoff race from the radical left, and blah 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 blah." And all of that money is going. Going to dump well, not all of it, not every penny of it, but most of it. The vast super majority of of it's going to his super PAC. Some of it's going to his legal fees, but none of it's actually going to the RNC. No, 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 no. Actually, it's going to his super PAC and it's going to the RNC. Those are the only two Mm. recipients. The vast minority of that money, the smallest portion of that money, is going to the RNC. And I don't know what the fuck the RNC is. Probably the RNC is using it to uh, pay for legal expenses or uh, you know campaign debt or what have you. Five hundred million dollars into the Georgia race so far since election day. So I mean, it's so yeah. So the RNC is spending money in that race. But certainly Donald Trump is not spending money on that race. I mean, again, it's a slush fund. And as we saw with the Trump Foundation, Donald Trump isn't ashamed of using money that people donate for what they believe is a good cause and just buying frivolous personal shit with it, whether yep. it's gigantic paintings of himself or whatever they were using, you know, like cancer All of them, though. Money. Fucking um, Steve, what, the Satan guy. Why can't I think of his Steve name? Miller. I'm, Stephen Miller. Miller. Stephen Miller, I mean, not him. Uh, what's his face from Breitbart? Oh, uh, Bannon. Head. Bannon. Bannon, Bannon yeah. bought a, you know, and he's used that donor money to get a yacht or whatever. And it's just like, they're fucking so Joel Austin. Yeah. That motherfucker Ugh. got PPP shit. And fucking Tom Brady. Do, how can I hate him more? Remember Melissa Carone? You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe oh, yeah. she did something. Oh wait, to- did you take that somewhere and do something wrong with it, Bob? Yes, I mean, Bob. Oh, I didn't right know what you did with it, but can't it was feel crazy. My face. <laughs> <laughs> so she was she was comporting herself as being an expert when it came to Dominion voting systems, right? Right. Like she knew about all of the scams inside. I the- saw what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it turns out the CEO of Dominion Voting Systems says that she was hired through a temp agency uh-huh. for. Uh, wait for it one day she was at dominion voting systems for one day and why was she hired she was hired to clean the glass on the machines and and while doing that she had to flag down dominion employees to answer technical questions about what she was <laughs> cleaning i so, love uh, i love her i love cecily strong yes her they put her up as an expert. They wasted yeah. the time of the, whatever it was, the Michigan Republicans sat there. Again, they all deserve each other. These it are doesn't people- surprise me at all. I mean, I'm surprised she worked there at all, that yeah. she was even yeah. a temp, you know, from BOS or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I, You know, the fact that she even, like, set foot in a Dominion facility has made her an expert in the eyes of the Trump legal team. It just... Right. Well, I guess everybody else has been appointed to this whole administration is like that. They're just a bunch of clowns. Oh, my favorite thing, though, is when people were saying you were drunk at the hearing. She goes, I've never not been drinking. (laughs) She really said that? She said something along the lines that I've never not been drinking. Oh, my God. It was a report. I, I heard it on the news when I was listening to Stephanie's show. So it was definitely a news report. And it was like, wait. She said, what? <laughs> She's never not been drinking? Well, That means you're always drinking. I have some more news about the depravity 
of the Red Hats. There's a story out now about the Boogaloo Boys. I want to oh talk God. about the Boogaloo Boys. I hate and, them from taking Hawaiian shirts away from us. Aloha I know, shirts fuck are them. ours. Fuck them. They don't understand what Aloha shirts are all about. Oh, you know, that Definitely I may have to be them. grateful to them for because I, I yeah. Honey, <laughs> Aloha shirts are good if they're good Aloha shirts. There's, yes. there's local Aloha um, shirts versus tourism Aloha shirts. Aloha shirts are that's good. That's like gonorrhea versus drug resistant gonorrhea. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> not listening, not listening. La, 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 la. It's like moo's that are right moo's or moo's that you buy as a tourist. Totally different things. God, how can you go wrong if you buy a shirt, you get a classic Aloha shirt? You know what they are? They're flammable. That yes. shows some balls. If you're going to go around with an Aloha <laughs> shirt, you buy one that's flammable, that's made of like 100% rayon Hello. or something like that. Yes, I mean, and, and the news. Casters in Hawaii, they all wear aloha shirts. They yeah. don't wear suits and ties. They fucking are in aloha oh, shirts. God. There you go. Yeah. There, I mean, it's two, it's like my two least favorite things in the whole wide world combined. <laughs> A short sleeve button up shirt, <laughs> which just doesn't look good on anybody. That is nobody's friend. A short sleeve button up shirt, no matter how big your arms are, will cut you and leave you bleeding in the parking lot. It's not your friend. And then, and then you put a hideous pattern on it. And so it's like this blown up bowl of fruit or something. It's just, oh God, I can't No, you're thinking it. Hawaiian shirts versus Aloha shirts. Vastly different thing. Vastly different. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Hawaiian mm. shirts are, you know, what the Boogaloo boys are wearing. Exactly. And, you know, when they go to a protest in Oklahoma or something like that. Exactly. Aloha shirts hate, are the genuine I still article, hate them, yeah. though. They, they've tried Not to Not helping it. the angry thumb look. I well, mean, it's... <laughs> And seriously, I mean, no matter how your arm, good your arms are, a short sleeve dress-up shirt is going to make them look fat and stubby. Or sh- oh, too honey, short. I will send you pictures of guys in high school. <laughs> well, now that we've got that settled, wait till you hear what the Boogaloo <laughs> Boys have done next. <laughs> I right, will get into that in a second. In the spirit of holiday sharing, you know you put a lot of effort each year into finding the perfect gifts for special people. That's why you should send flowers from Bloomsy Box. That's B-L-O-O-M-S-Y-B. B-O-X for the holidays. Bloomsy Box are simply better blooms. Their flowers are sustainably grown on family farms around the world. You just place an order and your flowers are handpicked and arranged at a farm unique to you. It's like sending a personal one-of-a-kind gift. Bloomsy Box delivers their farm fresh flowers straight to your door so they arrive weeks fresher. They pride themselves on great prices, huge selection of artisan-designed arrangements, no hidden fees, no endless upsells, and free shipping with a subscription. Whether sending a single arrangement or a subscription for someone special to receive flowers each month, feel confident with the quality offered by Bloomsy Box. Go to bloomsybox.com. That's B-L-O-O-M-S-Y box.com. Enter the promo code Stephanie to get 15% off. You'll also receive free shipping when you buy a subscription. That's promo code Stephanie at bloomsybox.com. Thank you. We're hoping that your holiday is an extra special jolly day. So this is Christmas What have you done? Another year over And a new one has just begun And so this is Christmas I hope 
Oh, yeah, this is Freak Bass. And the uh, bump assembly right here, freakbass.com, and our cover here, uh, Happy oh, Christmas War. They're doing the disco team. All right, peace. Oh, that man. Is like that, that four on the floor, like, boom, boom. Like, everybody loves that beat. And when I worked at Old Davy, babies like that beat. It's hilarious. Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah, <laughs> and it would be like, they, you'd be like folding shirts, and they start playing some village people's song. Let's get that scut, scut, you know? And you look <laughs> around, and smile. all the babies are grooving. I mean, they're yeah. just like bobbing their heads and smiling. and It's like a heartbeat. Yeah, That's exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Freakbase.com. That's two E's. Freakbase with two E's in there. Holy shit. You know what? Man, I, I got to say, that guy is brave. To get on a stage with that woman singing, I would be like, you know what? I'll just stay back here. And <laughs> She's good. <laughs> She's great, yeah. She uh, Yoko is so Ono good. is happy that she covered that. <laughs> I'm telling you that, like, I mean, it would just be like, I'm just going to turn my mic off. You know, I might be, I might end up co-hosting a bass player podcast with Freak Bass. So, <laughs> and Getty wow. Lee. I spent a very sp- short period of time in my life being a bass player, kind of. As a, I know, and as you a should hobby. have Getty Lee help you with that. I know. If I was only brave enough to ask him, I dude, if he followed me on the fucking Twitter, I would DM him in a New York minute. And <laughs> yeah, if you're doing a, ba- a podcast about bass players, he's like the first person you have to interview. Okay, I mean, well. Yeah, I mean, I, I try not to take advantage of the fact that he follows me on Instagram, so I'm just, like, not going to... I don't want to be... We took advantage of Mary Trump. Take advantage well. of Getty Lee. <laughs> well, now that you put it that way, look See? out, Getty. Here I come. <laughs> yeah, the thing with finding a good bass player is you have to find, like, an exter- like there's, like, two kinds of... Like, there's the guy that's just like, well, this has fewer strings than a guitar. Maybe I can meet some chicks. Well, you know, the reason this came up is uh, I learned the other day that they are rebooting Night Court. They're bringing back Night Court <gasps> with John Larroquette and Harry Anderson's daughter is, I think, oh. going to play the, the judge. Wow. And I so, so I said, Are they going to have bulls? I, I, I don't know. Bulls. I don't know who else is going to be in the cast. I think but Bull passed away, honey. Oh, I'm sure. Sh- oh, actor did he? Did, but I mean, I yeah. but, you know, he you, but you know who's still alive I loved is. Him. I went straight from Bluto to Bull, and yeah. chi- like my childhood crush. Go ahead. You know who's still alive is uh, John Aston. TV's John yes. Aston, who could reprise mm-hmm. his role as Harry Anderson's dad. I'm I would fe- love that. I'm oh, feeling grandpa, a lot better yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. They need to get Freak Bass to re-record the theme song for Night Court. Yeah! Because the theme song from yeah. Night Court has that Bum, really distinctive bass line. That one, which I don't have yeah. loaded up here. That's <laughs> the only theme song I don't have loaded up into my I went Barney soundboard. Miller. I'm sorry. I'm old. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, let's see. I mean, so what are the Boogaloo Boys? The Boogaloo Boys. Okay, well, thank you. Boils do. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Distraction is moving me along now, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, of course. A member of the extremist group Boogaloo Boys has pleaded guilty to terrorism offenses after plotting to conspire with huh, Hamas. Friends the, of Hamas! <laughs> the Hamas. God. The it's not a not some other group that calls themselves Hamas. No, nope, nope, it's the name brand. Yes, the the Middle Eastern the Hamas. Hamas terrorist group. Benjamin Ryan, Hamas UK. <laughs> Benjamin Ryan 
The guys that the Boogaloo Boys guy is named Benjamin Ryan Teeter, age 22, of course, admitted conspiracy to provide material support and resources, property, services, and weapons to Hamas, a designated foreign terrorist organization, at district court in Minneapolis on Wednesday. The charges relate to an investigation into Teeter and Michael Robert Solomon. You know, you know there's always danger when they're using the middle names. Whenever yeah. they go <laughs> to that territory, you know it's either a mass shooter or an assassin or a terrorist. They're using all three names. The pair are members of the Boogaloo Boys movement and a subgroup called the huh, Bujahadeen, according to the FBI. Really? Just call yourselves the douchewazee. <laughs> <laughs> The Boogaloo Boys are a loose collective of anti-government individuals who are calling for a second civil war or preparing for the collapse of society. Their supporters have been seen at at anti-lockdown and Black Lives Matter protests across the country dressed in military-style gear and uh, ding-ding-ding Hawaiian shirts and carrying firearms. But yes. no, I mean, the thing is, it's like they want to have a second civil war, but none of them have lower than a 38-inch waist, and I none know. of them could run a mile without having to call the paramedics. Oh, yeah. Have you it's, seen any videos of them running? I have. And so that's the thing. <laughs> if there's ever civil war, man, uh, good God, anyone could outrun them. I think Chris Christie could outrun these guys easily. Um, yeah, throw some ice cream. And but, just... I mean, you know, the, the great <laughs> irony here is this. They are dealing with Hamas and calling themselves at least the subgroup, the Bujahideen. The Mujahideen the, the yeah. in Afghanistan became Al-Qaeda. Exactly. That's the history of that word that they're using. And these are the same people who 20 did years ever, ago... Did they ever actually get to anyone in Hamas or were they talking to FBI agents who were pretending... Well, they've pleaded guilty. They've pleaded guilty to doing this. So there is d- certainly FBI information. The FBI said yeah. it received information about members of the Boogaloo Boys through an informant whom Teeter and Solomon believed to be a member of Hamas. Teeter and Solomon rec- were recorded saying they believe the Islamist militant organization, which rules the Gaza Strip, holds anti U.S. government views that align with their own opinions. Mm. Teeter and Solomon spoke of their desire to act as mercenaries for Hamas to raise money for the Boogaloo Boys and the <laughs> Bujahideen, including funding for recruitment and purchasing land to be used as training as a training compound. Yeah, so remember 20, 22 years ago when these were the sorts of guys who were going, ah, you all, you need people need to leave need the country. You need to vote for Ron Paul. I'm yeah, sorry, right. But- <laughs> America, no, 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 no. It wasn't Ron Paul. It was America, love it or leave it. You're with the terrorists right. if you disagree with George W. Bush, don't you know? And these are the, this is the yeah. same group of people. I mean, maybe not this 22-year-old guy who was, who was born in 1998, you know, Benjamin Ryan Teeter. But, I mean, the, the same collective of wing nuts, right? I mean, the gun nuts, the people who support Donald Trump, they're the natural evolutionary offspring of the kinds of people that we saw in the early 2000s yeah, and the post-9-11 era. Be an American, or at least I know I'm free. Yep, yeah, exactly right. The shut up and sing people who you know conducted a jihad against bill maher and the dixie chicks and anyone who criticized george w bush and now they're calling themselves the bujahideen yep. good god all right well <laughs> that's really, that's all you need you know, to say part about of it that. Is that i mean we did spend eight years as a progressive semi-progressive country on the planet we were trying to advance science and women's rights and human rights and yeah. we had all the you know and 
now we're kind of bending back toward that and it infuriates them. But like it's the natural order where you need to catch up with the rest of the world. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, the number that keeps banging in my head is the fact that every person, like every adult citizen of Canada has gotten 2K a month, $2,000 a month from the government mm-hmm. since the pandemic began. No matter what yep. their uh, income is, too. So if you make too much money, eventually you'll be taxed for that and you have to pay it back. That's so, what, I mean, why, why? That's what should have been done here is $2,000, which isn't going to necessarily help in certain cities, but it's going to. Fucking it's help not a, a huge lot. amount of money, but can you imagine the Republicans' faces if we asked them to give American citizens two thousand dollars a month not to work? They would just be like, <gasps> uh, "It would have shut this shit down." Yeah, yeah, and it, that's right. Yeah, it it would have stopped the spread. That's <laughs> the problem. I yeah. mean, the the reason this country is incapable of advancing and progressing is because of this Republican Party. Yes, which it is all they have done. They have no policy agenda whatsoever. They yep. have no alternatives to nope. spending ourselves out of yep. the pandemic. Nothing nope. they have to offer in any of this other no, than they're just standing athwart the flow of history with their fingers in their ears going la 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 la. It's exactly. Like, We're, we believe and, whatever they say, we think the opposite of whatever the Democrats are saying. That's January 20th, January 20th at 1230 p.m. because they'll give it like 29 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, deficits. Debt, yeah. deficits, debt, deficits, Oh, and debt. COVID will become the worst thing in the world. And oh, every yeah. single misstep by the Biden administration will become magnified up to a billion times. Yep. But- well, fuck them all. And we got to fucking call them out. I'm, I've been swearing a lot. I'm sorry, Bob. Yes, you have. Fuck them. Yeah. Well, so, so has <laughs> yeah. Robert De Niro. Fuckers. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Uh, what's I, her name? Nicole Wallace. No, no. Marco Rubio was mad because uh, Joe Biden's uh, new deputy, deputy secretary, uh, yeah, whatever. like some sort Thank of you. undersecretary of whatever said, whatever called said, the Trumpers fuckers. fuckers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now, fuck the Trumpers, fuck Trump, fuck them, fuckity, fuck, fuck them, fuck them all, fuck the fucking fuck Diaz brothers. Yes, <laughs> fuck them and the inbred horse they ran rode in on. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to say fuck all the time? Because it's a really good fucking word. <laughs> That's my uh, Michelle Pfeiffer impression. Thank you very much. It's very good. Yeah. It was very good. You're so, almost like, as pretty. Every time a Democrat says any swear word, it's like every Republican on the planet is just suddenly like, <gasps> my ears, my virgin ears. Stars and goddess. Children. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, speaking of impressions, you know, I've never heard this before. Someone did a Tucker Carlson impression and it's, Fucking spot on. This is a guy. Let me see if is I it can. Charlie Kirk. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so funny. Dan exactly. Bongino. Yeah, Dan Bogino. Right. Now, this is someone on TikTok named Blizz988, and I think his name is his real name is Michael. Oh, that's what he. Just some guy on TikTok did a hell of a great Tucker Carlson impression, and it's the perfect subject matter too. Here's uh here's this guy Blizz988 on TikTok doing his Tucker Carlson impression. This is the money man. That's right. Oh, Anybody wishing everybody. No, Happy Holiday. Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. The Money Man, that's right, Eddie Money. Uh, Here's the actual Tucker Carlson impression. This evening for dinner, I went to the popular Mexican food franchise. Oh, my God. I got a run-of-the-mill chicken burrito with cheese, lettuce, and the rest. And then they asked if I wanted chips. I replied, of course. Chips are delicious, but I don't want any guacamole on them. They understood me, but upon getting to my car and looking in the bag, I realized that they did give me guacamole with the chips. Now, we know that guacamole is a liberal media tool that they use to brainwash the youth. 
So why would they give me, Tucker Carlson, guacamole? <laughs> There's only one logical explanation for this. They're trying to brainwash me. There you go. Holy oh shit. Oh, my God. Wow. And this that is a is kid? Uncanny. Yeah. That's just some He's kid fantastic. on TikTok. <laughs> I God, love someday. him so. You know, I hear shit like this and I go, you know what? I really love the internet. I mean, I, I bust on the internet all yeah. the time. I say, you know what? We aren't evolved enough to handle the internet. And the internet, there's lots of dangerous things in the internet. But every once in a while, the internet produces something awesome. And <laughs> That is one of those things right you, there. I got these people out there who will download any app and click the terms and conditions that are like, I don't know about this vaccine. It's just <laughs> <I> like, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> people I watched like Hoover up chemicals that we had no idea where they came from or what was in them in the nineties yeah. are just like, I don't want, I don't know what's in that. And it's like, you eat pop tarts. <laughs> yeah, no shit. The McRib for fuck's sake. The yeah. fucking McRib. Oh, Jesus Ugh. Christ. Yep. Okay. Well, I I'm think to get my arm out as soon as the vaccine comes available. Me too. Yeah, well, I, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I, I just... And I heard that they've actually been finding that there are more doses of vaccine yeah. for... It's like a Hanukkah miracle, 2020 style. Like, yeah, I know. You know. <laughs> Look, we've got bonus vaccines. Yay! <sighs> it's bonus vaccines for Christmas. We're all going to get one in our stockings. We're going to get a vial and some syringes. <laughs> people running around jabbing themselves no, in the that arm. was my Christmas in like 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do repeats. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> that's it for us uh, as far as uh, free shows before New Year's Eve. We're all done. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy yeah. rest of Hanukkah. It's like two more days or something. Yeah, well, happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Hanukkah to you. I'm glad you enjoyed the uh, presentation, the annual presentation of the Money Man. It's the Money Man. That's right. Eddie Money wishing everybody a very happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. Thanks, Money Man. That's right, Eddie Money. Thanks, listeners. It's been a brutal year, and I'm I'm hugging you guys, Jody and Bob. Yeah. Whatever your name is. Uh, Did just, you almost say whatever your name is? Whatever your yeah. name is. <laughs> Jody, Bob, whatever you call whatever yourselves. <laughs> Allegedly Bob. Allegedly Jody. But seriously, I love you guys, and I love you listeners. Thank you so much for wading through this the waist-deep pit of garbage and shit yeah. this year has been. Abso-fucking-lutely. I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be sitting here doing this. I don't think any of us would be sitting here doing this if it weren't for all of you, especially our Patreon subscribers who keep the entire thing afloat. And if it wasn't for our Patreon people, I don't know where the hell we'd be. We'd be talking to... We, I'd certainly be sitting here talking because I'm endowed with the gift of gab, but at the same time, and no one would be listening. So I'd just be a mental patient sitting here talking. You've all turned off the show by now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, uh, Jody Hamilton. Speaking of listening to us, Jody Hamilton can be found at from-the-bunker.com. Also, sexyliberal.com with the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. And David Ferguson can be found at uh, the T-Rex Report. That is at patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. And uh, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Lots of people listening to the new song. Yes. Be be well, Chris Lavoie. Be well, Ben Johnson. Okay. Have have a great holiday season, and we'll see you on the Postmortem Show. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. The holiday season is the one time of year we all get to indulge in our favorite traditions and feel like a kid again. And no matter what you celebrate, everybody shares in the spirit of giving, whether it's giving gifts to our favorite people 
or spreading cheer to everyone around you. This year, give yourself and the ones you love an opportunity to look as young as the season makes you feel with Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet too. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results are going to last for hours so you can relax, surrounded by loved ones, knowing you're always looking your best. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon, and it's cheaper than a round of hot cocos for you and your loved ones. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout. Thank you. 